I'm Daniel, the Past Life Regressionist, and it's time to begin. This is Timeless Spirituality. Hey everyone, welcome back to Time of Spirituality. And if you're joining us for the very first time, welcome. So I'm just going to put this out there at the very beginning right now. If you are someone who is easily offended or very sensitive to anything that's not PG, just turn this episode off now. It's not even worth it. That's the first thing I'm going to say. So now that that's been stated... Everyone, welcome to the spiritual satire episode. This is an episode that has been months in the making. It was recorded about five months ago, but it's something that my buddy Christian and I have been working on for the last probably about nine months or so. That's when we started talking about it. And I need to be very clear with everyone about what this episode is and what to expect, what not to expect, because I think that people will draw some conclusions that are what I perceive to be incorrect. So I'm just going to be as clear as I possibly can. So yes, again, this is the spiritual satire episode. This episode is purely satire. We are joking around for 80% of it. It is satire. One more time, everyone. Can you guys say it with me? It is satire. With that said, the reason that I decided to do this episode is because I'm seeing a lot of stuff out there in the quote-unquote spiritual world that I perceive to be very dangerous in the way that some people are putting certain concepts forward, certain beliefs forward that they present as facts, and... I felt it was time to step up in more of a way to counter that in a way where it's not going to war with it overtly. This is my attempt to do something about what I perceive to be dangerous notions being thrown around out there. I'm doing my best, guys. Again, this is satire in this episode. What I'm saying right now isn't. But once the episode starts, it's satire. I just really need to drill that in. Okay. So Christian and I talk about channelers in this episode, and I need to be very clear. I believe in channelers. I believe that there are some genuine bona fide channelers out there. And I also believe that there are some channelers who may have abilities, but they may act as if their abilities are stronger than they actually are. And then I believe that there are some people out there who believe that they're channelers, and they are just they're regurgitating a lot of stuff that they they hear and see out there and they present it as if it's a channeled message. So, again, this is an episode of satire and I believe in channelers, just not all of them. In this episode, I do mention how I drew a lot of 
the material from one account. Now, I'm not picking on this account of this person on either Instagram or TikTok. I mean, this account is never mentioned by name, not once. There's no indications of who this person is because that's not my job. My job is not to call this person out. The reason why I just drew upon one account is because this account gave me a plethora of material to draw from because it just covers the gauntlet on a lot of these things. So I've seen it elsewhere, but it was just in one concise place. So I'm not punching down. I wouldn't even say I'm punching up because, again, not calling out this person, but I just want to make that really clear. Again, this is an episode of Satire. So Christian and I, we talk about some extraterrestrial concepts in a very mocking way in this episode, and I just want to make it clear right now that I do believe that there is alien life out there. Some of the concepts that we talk about, I actually do believe in them to a certain extent, but I don't believe in the absurdity of the way that some of these things are presented out there in cyber world. So that's kind of what we're poking fun at. Again, satire. And in the past couple months, while I've been editing this episode, I have passed it around to a few of my friends just to get their feedback on it. And one comment that was made was about something I said with people changing their voice when they deliver information. And you'll you'll hear it in, later in the episode. But something I want to clarify about that is I wasn't talking about channelers in that respect because I do believe that sometimes when someone channels, their voice does change. What I'm referring to directly is people who are not channeling, who are trying to make a quote-unquote profound statement So they will talk like this in a way to make it seem a little more enlightened instead of just talking like this. So they sound like a bit of an asshole. (laughs) I just want to make that clear because you guys have heard on the show before. I've had channelers on and I do believe that that is genuine and real. So again, making it very clear. Yeah, I know I sound like a broken record, guys, but That's the purpose of this introduction is to be as clear as I possibly can about what you guys are about to experience in here. So I am referring to those who are not channeling, who change their voice to talk more profound and make themselves seem a little bit more. I think that's something that everyone should keep an eye on. Last thing I want to address, and this one, this one could be a bit touchy. Some of the people that Christian and I kind of, let's just say, shine a light on in this episode. I believe that they will perceive us to be, quote unquote, false light. They are ones who may say that Christian and I are out here throwing people off of, off of their, their spiritual path or their path of enlightenment because we're not taking things seriously or that we are whatever it may be. So... I don't know. Maybe I am false light. Maybe Christian's false light. Maybe we're not. I don't know exactly what that's supposed to mean when a lot of people say it, but we just, we want to present a counter narrative. Again, this is just, this is the way that Christian and I see things. And we don't like seeing people get swept up in fill in the blank. You guys will hear us talk about it. So I'm sorry for kind of going on a long-winded explanation at the beginning here but I just want to be as clear as I possibly could. So with that said, 
If you would like to book a regression with me to discover who went in where, you have been throughout time. You can reach me on Instagram at The Past Life Regressionist or my website, thepastliferegressionist.com. And now, it is time to begin the spiritual satire episode. Yeah. Christian, thank you so much for being here. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. It's good to be here. Yeah. I mean, thank you. for, Dude, I've been doing... <laughs> I never know what the hell to say at the beginning. I'm such a goober. Hey, I don't say whatever. Let's throw it all out there. Say all of this. <laughs> say la vie. I don't yeah. know. Okay, so anyways, this is Christian. You guys also know him as the country clairvoyant. The O-wise meme one, as I call him. <laughs> I'll take it. So yes, this is Christian. Everyone say hi. Hi, Christian. How you doing? Hello, everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm Chris. I mean, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's already going in that direction today. It's it's going to be one of those episodes. We've already declared that we're a little spacey, so here we are. <laughs> All right, so Christian, are you yes. ready for the first I'm question? For I'm the ready first, for the first question. Fire away! First question. <laughs> Fire away! What is your favorite song about time, and why? So you know, like I said, like you talked, you asked me this before. So it's not so much about time, but more about registering how much time we have here. And I really love the song, I Hope You Dance. It's, it's, it's you know, it's cheesy for some. I mean, the music actually is really kind of fabulous. Uh, there's, a, there's a darkness and a depth to it as well as the, as the inspiration. But Sons of the Desert sing with her in the background. And, and I really like what they say. It says, time is a wheel in constant motion, always rolling us along. Tell me who wants to look back on their years and wonder where those years have gone. And when I was maybe 21, when the song came out and I was obsessed. And again, there's, there's also kind of a melancholy to it, even in that, even with that in the background, um, singing backup. And, and I made an agreement early on that I didn't want to waste my time here. I wanted to experience, I wanted to absorb it. I wanted to, you know, take it all in and experience all the things. Now I have been burned, geez, a lot through that because I was very naive and very innocent and even ignorant about what experience can not only give you, but what it takes away, <laughs> you know? So we're given the time and we're also, the time gets taken away. So, you know, and I wanted to dance, you know, so to speak. So in fully engage in life. So that, that's, so it's about time, but not at the same time. <laughs> I think so, it's a great song about time. Because it really yeah. is just, it's someone saying, I hope you, you cherish every moment that you have and I hope you dance. Yeah, exactly. You know, take it all in and, and don't be afraid to scale the mountain and don't settle for the path of least resistance. I mean, they're all very cliche kind of things, you know, but to me, cliches are cliches because they hold those invincible truths, you know, and, and, and yeah, it's a very poignant song. And so, you know, it's in Leon Womack's voice is just remarkable. It's, it's got almost like Dolly's voice, you know, this kind of childlike really does. wisdom about it. You know, it, it, it's got that same kind of energy to it. So it makes me happy because I like those, those people. Well, so, yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. So who is Christian? Ah, who is Christian? Oh, <laughs> I could probably tell you who I am not. So 
most people right now know me as the country clairvoyant. I've been through many iterations. So pointing to that experience this is a great question. You know, I'm a scientist, uh, uh, you know, an extra scientist, personal trainer, uh, teacher, worked in special ed too, taught PE, designer, textile designer. Started in with, I guess, the psychic work very early on. That was always a thing. Uh, I got my first deck at 18, I think. It's a fairy deck because uh, I was obsessed with fairies. Maybe because I was one. And or maybe am one. And then, um, you know, I, I and I've always written too. So lots of, and so, you know, I grew up, I have a dear friend who worked in a metaphysical shop who, you know, I've told the story a lot in different places, but for those who are new, um, she taught me, you know, I learned astrology and I learned tarot and I learned all those things. And um, I got sick. So I got really interested in essential oils because I had a lot of gut issues very young and I became obsessed with herbs. So, you know, I've always do the witchy stuff for a long time. But my focus right now is, as I say, writing and readings, right? So I read a lot of books. So I do that. But I also have clients and do sessions. And then, and I do a little bit of tarot, a little bit of astrology, a little bit of fairy deck, you mean a little bit. cards. I, mean, I do on, it dude. consistently. Yeah, I mean, come on, I, I do it consistently. But, <laughs> and I write a lot, you know. And you're, you're good and, at it, too. Thank you. You know your um, shit. Yeah. I might know a little, a few things. I mean, 20, 25 years, you know, kind of gives yeah, you, you something. You pick up a thing for 17,000 <laughs> no, in 25 years. Exactly. I mean, no, no, something little. Um, I downplay it, but you know, but mostly on purpose because it, you know, but, but it's, it's, it, no, it's good. It's, 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 so who am I? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm made of space trash like all of us. Right. And I've managed to look at all the pieces that have come in that pile of space trash and, and somehow put them together and it makes Christian Bradley West. So it's it's not one thing. I had one podcaster I me, mean, why don't you say you're an astrologer? Because technically I'm not an astrologer. I'm I'm me doing astrology is how I look at it. So so who am I? I'm me. And I'm just out here dancing with all my pieces. Well, I'm never gonna look at you the same now because I'm only gonna see you space trash <laughs> and all those other things too. I'm okay with that. You know, people love to say we're all made of stardust. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of sweet and, you know, and 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 a little saccharine. I, I, my, my dark humor is, oh, it's space trash because, you know, a star exploded somewhere millions of years ago and somehow we made it here. You know, it threw all of its junk into the universe. Yeah. So today... This is going to be different than anything that's been on the podcast so far. Oh, geez. I know. <laughs> that always makes me nervous. We're here to talk about spiritual satire. And fortunately, I'm off my leash. So <laughs> a self-imposed <laughs> leash that I put on myself. Oh, my gosh. And Christian is the perfect person to <laughs> have me run around the yard without a leash. I mean, granted, are I'll be Are we in following. the yard or are we in the park? Who's chasing after us? Oh, no one's chasing after us. We're just, we're rolling around, you know, just doing dog shit. Yeah. Okay. Like I, I love that. I love yeah. dogs. Yeah. All right. So spiritual satire, that's what we're here to talk about today. And we're here to do some spiritual satire. So my question for you, Christian, what is spiritual satire? Oh, well, I guess we could look at satire in its, you know, in its capacity to highlight idiosyncrasies within a culture, you know, through subversion, right? I, I just came off of that with the top of my head. I thank God I have words. Um, so, you know, so 
I think being subversive in a conscious way is kind of fun. People will call it irreverent. I don't always like that word for it because I do like, I am very reverent of what I do. So it's funny. People think that people are, who are satirists, who are, you know, satirist, I've said that correctly, that they are making fun to make fun. But usually that's not the case. It's about an exposure, right? It's about looking at the weak points. It's in, in the weak spots and, and where maybe things don't really align or maybe to expose the absurdity of it all. So in the spiritual community, there's been, you know, the law of attraction, which I jokingly call the law of reaction, which to me is just beefed up confirmation bias because most people are going around going, yeah, this this is what I want based on my trauma programming, you know, instead of looking at the bigger picture based on my needs, based on my fear. That's why I call it the law of reaction. So I, I like to expose that and look at all of that. You know, there's just a lot of woo stuff, which I experienced a lot of woo stuff in my life. I'm very open about that. It happens in sessions. It continues to happen. We're in the vortex. Lots of synchronicities, lots of things. So I do have a reverence for this work, but I also feel like I can hold the dissonance within me and go, well, let's look at how ridiculous it is too. So that's that's part of this journey, which not very many people were doing, by the way, excuse me, at the very beginning, but it seems everyone's jumped on the bandwagon now. So it's very interesting. Yeah. You inspired so. me to do it a little bit. Oh, good. I mean, yeah. granted, in much smaller doses than you do it, but. It's fascinating to watch people. I, I really have a reach, which is odd. But a lot of people that copy me don't follow me, which is really interesting, <laughs> I find. You know, you're going to take what I do or take what I talk about and not not acknowledge maybe some of where you get certain things. But but that comes with the territory and 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 it's part of the satire, too. You know, how these big accounts will copy from these little people. You know, it's something that I've addressed as well. And I'll probably continue because, again, it goes back into the to the absurdity of it all. So why are people so offended by spiritual satire? The same reason why people who go against the church are called heretics, right? You know, I, I think belief systems are really held near and dear. And to look under the rock so to speak and see what's 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 floating and living under there is painful for a lot of people so if you push a button then it it, it becomes a challenge and so the, the offended is oh my god like you're attacking my belief which is to say you're attacking me because people's beliefs and who they think they are are so inherently entangled you know, in the identity. So they're offended because they hold an identity and certain things can go against that identity. Yeah, I, I've seen it in the last week. There was a big account of someone who's a channeler. I would like to put that in air quotes for anyone that's <laughs> listening. <laughs> I mean, I even joke. I say I hear voices, which I jokingly say is, you know, probably psychosis. But it seems that my voices are pretty clear and inspired in some capacity. But that also makes me sound like I'm better than everybody else, which is not the case. But my point is this, is that, you know, someone went on there and was like, this is the way it is. This is the way it is. But the point is this, that they sounded very offended and they had to, they're like, if I say it, it's this way, which by the way, sounds very much to like a tyrant and dictator as well, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So these people are going like, this is the right way. And I'm like, fuck that. There is no right way. You know, as the Buddhist quote goes, and I don't remember the exact term or the number, but it's like, you know, there's 300,000 paths to enlightenment. 
right? I just happen to choose this one, <laughs> you know, this body, this Christian Bradley West persona. And, and so when someone says this is the right way, or when I say this, you know, I kind of want to push back. It's just, it's kind of in my nature, which is kind of strange because I don't have, for my astrology people out there, I don't have a strong Plutonian aspect, you know, to my, to, which can be, can point to subversion or even a Urana. Well, that's a lie. Uranus is conjunct my Venus opposing my Chiron in the fifth and 11th house. So yeah, so that's probably part of the subversion that comes, but you know, in astro astrological terms, but, you know, in the revolutionary things, but I think subversion comes in revolutions, right? So we're here to change the narrative and there is no right way here. There is no, this is the right path. This is the right way to coach. This is, no, there's an integrity. There's a way to do it with integrity, right? There's a way mm -hmm. to do it with, with truth, with awareness, with consciousness, with grace, with loving kindness. There's no right way. To me, the integrity is not naming these people. <laughs> and and that's really true. I mean, you and I have had discussions. I've had I've struggled with things in the past, as you know. Well, I mean, it's it's okay in private when we talk about exactly, it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm a private human. Ultimately, it's funny. I will tell anyone anyone asks, but I still maintain privacy around things. So yeah, I, I don't think it's it's not my job to call these people out. I have called out people who have stolen from me before, though. I, I will put it mm -hmm. in my stories. I will talk about it because I, I feel like it's, yeah. So you know, or or the new well, term is sometimes call them in. I, I, I take that back. Sorry, I think it's circumstantial. And that's and that's really well put. I mean, that's exactly it. I don't do it with everyone. I don't say anything. But there there have been some very large accounts that I feel like have essentially capitalized on smaller account spiritual labor. Mm -hmm. And so again, that's something I we want to expose here, and it's being exposed. You know, a lot of people are hopping on the bandwagon. My here's the here's the one thing that I think I'm a little. Bothered isn't the right word, but something I want to watch is that these same, some of these same people were the ones who were all in the woo, all in the coach, all the things. And suddenly they've had a change of heart, you know, and they're like, oh, we're going to talk about the idiosyncrasies um, between the the new age movement and, and what spirituality is and what it isn't. I'm going to suddenly turn into a satirist, you know, and I'm like, are you just doing this because like it's profitable? <laughs> you know, is my thought is like, is this just again another layer of what you're looking to capitalize on from these other accounts? Um, so I see that too. Again, it's absurd, right? It's where everyone's trying to be the court, the best court jester here to some degree, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and again, more things gives you more. <laughs> the best court jester. Yeah. I mean, really. And like, and wow. then it's, then it goes, right. And, and then in, in, in a land where there's no king or queen. And so, you know, um, so it's a little oh, chaotic. Or, sorry, just maybe think king or queen. <clears throat> Part of the satire that's coming up, that expression is used. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. We'll yeah. go. So, you know, well, and that's even, that's even the word that's shown up in the community a lot, the find your king and find your queen, um, which has been appropriated from, you know, black people. Um, uh, but you know, it's there. So, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot, there's a lot.
And I think it's 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 all of value in its own way. So what do you say? You're ready to bust out some, oh, some spiritual satire? <laughs> oh, I don't know what you're going to throw at me. By the way, for those that listen, I, I really I, I know a little bit of what we're going to do, but I don't. I'm not completely. So I'm along for the way. ride. <laughs> I yeah, I'm along for the ride like you guys. So let's let's uh, let's see what Daniel's going to throw at me. So, what I will say is. All these examples are taken from one account. What I went ahead to do, sorry, what I went ahead and did was I transcribed, <laughs> I transcribed some videos from oh one account. Goodness. Oh my goodness. And it's an account that I find massively entertaining. In I know this account, way. by the way, Gall. I know what he's talking about. You guys won't know, but we know. It, it, it's again, it's a little more fun. We don't need to call these people out, but yeah. it's fun. It's an account where I'm very entertained by it. But as I brought up in a shadow work episode, because this same account was touched on, I believe that some of the stuff on there is outright dangerous. I'm glad you said that. Before you even said it, Daniel, I was like, can we address that before we go into this? Can we address that? I think the other reason why I want to talk about these things is because it is outright dangerous. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, some of the work, I'm I'm extremely trauma-informed. At least I attempt to be in my work. I'm trauma-informed with myself, with my friends, with my family. You know, it, it doesn't just lend itself to clients. And so I find a lot of the new agey work is, it does, it becomes abusive, you know, in a lot of ways, dealing with the coaches and whatever else. And, and 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 doesn't pay attention to the nuance of the individual you know it's just like let's it goes back to westernized culture right i'm gonna homogenize this right i'm gonna Mm -hmm. take it and do this which of course is destroying us because we need a nuanced diet we need we need the nuance in our life so in the spiritual community i feel like for a minute it kind of like got out of the nuance and everything was like law of attraction like i mentioned earlier every everything became that everything became money everything became get yours right into this very individualized kind of culture and it's still being perpetuated and i think it's really dangerous to keep looking at things through that lens of i'm gonna get my nut and f all of you or I'm the channel and I'm channeling these beings or whether it be the galactic federation, which I make fun of a lot or whatever else, you know, and again, I have my deep spiritual practice. And so Mm -hmm. it confuses people. But my thought is, is like, I'm not up here being, I'm not the guru. I'm not saying that I hold the truth. I'm not saying that the galactic federation is some authority figure that we need to listen to. And Mm -hmm. a lot of these accounts are. And so I would say to anyone listening, the minute that anybody says this is the way it is, and they're acting as the be all end all authority of something, red flag, Mm -hmm. step away. Mm -hmm. And if you think you need that in your life, then that's a red flag too. <laughs> Just FYI, uh, <laughs> you know, um, because you don't need anyone telling you how to live your life. What you're looking for, at least what I think all we're looking for is how to be more conscious, how to be more aware. And are these people out there supporting us in that exploration, you know, mm-hmm. and the, the accounts that say that they're not, or this is, this is the way things are because they channeled it, because they might have had three mental breakdowns and went into psychosis, literally. By the way, this has happened. There, there are people that I know out there that are that are in these accounts that have had this happen. 
and then suddenly woke up from their psychosis and heard voices and you know or heard different voices that then said go and you know give this information out that's dangerous that's dangerous to your point you know so that's something I struggle with a lot is that I see these accounts and I know you and I have talked about it, which is why we're here today. Yeah, so we're going to punch you really serious for a minute. Oh yeah. Like, Oh, okay. Let's, let's, what are we going to do now? All right. Are you ready for the exercise? I'm ready. Well, I'm first ready throw it at me. Which character are you going to, I know you don't know what, I mean, I think I you should bring out the big yet. gun first. Okay, we'll bring out we'll bring out Conti. For those that don't know, it's the Conti clairvoyant. Of course, the play on the country clairvoyant, and she is, she is technically my sister. So we'll bring Conti out. And I'm gonna call her Kathleen or or Christy because, well, <laughs> you know there are certain things that you can get away with that I can't. So and it's with a K, okay? It's it, it's <laughs> let, let's um. Okay, I get it. I get it. Oh. <laughs> Ca- or cat? Oh, caddy. I'll, I'll go for caddy. Caddy works. Caddy with, with K. K. I'll, yeah. I'll be caddy for a minute. So, okay. But you you can call her, you know, your sister by her name. But I I'm just gonna call her caddy. <laughs> <laughs> you said you were getting looser and just having fun with it. That doesn't sound like a dog without his leash. Well, <laughs> I just have to put out, I just have to point out the cognitive dissonance, but okay. I'm I, here for that. I too. hear what you're saying, but there are still some boundaries I have. And what Christian's referring to, as I said him before the recording, I'm off my leash now. I'm just not worried anymore about, about what the blowback, if I push certain boundaries, like whatever, at least I'm having fun doing it. <laughs> so. You're not going to lose your clients. In fact, you're going to get more. That's just the way this works. Well, hopefully if that's the case that I'm doing it for the right reasons and not because I'm just, I'm going out there and trying to be me. And, and I think it's fun. Like we have fun when we talk about this stuff. Yeah, it's absolutely. fun. And so, and it's, it's spreading awareness in a way that I believe is healthy. So yeah. why not? Cause we're yeah. really just poking fun at, well, this is one person but this one person is more emblematic of many. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's I mean, why out of yeah. respect, because that's the other thing is I don't know what this person's motives are. I don't know what their, their mental situation is. Yeah. I don't know if they actually believe the shit that they're saying or if it's a grift. Yeah. Now I'll I say thought, this for this. Hmm? Yeah, I thought it was satire when you first sent it to me. I mean, I think we were both confused. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope if it's satire, it's, it's better than yours. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> it, it's not. We've decided it's not. Oh, it's, but... it's, yeah. Well, I think it may yeah. be a grift. I think there's a yeah. part of it that may be a grift. Or, but what I think yeah. is genius about this account is when you have people latching themselves onto certain alien collectives saying, you know, I'm I'm an Arcturian ambassador. I'm a Palladian yeah. light being yeah. this, that. This From person covers them all. 1750, like, whatever. <laughs> Like <laughs> this, this person's got the gauntlet on all of them. Yeah. Which I think is brilliant because when someone associates with this or that or this or that, and then you just bring them all in the fold, like that's genius. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's, it's genius. So, okay. So the way that this is going to work today is, yeah, I'm going to read some transcriptions from some of these videos and I would like caddy to comment or take the reins and just Go off in Caddy's kind of way, because Caddy has a way of of really putting things to you about a thousand dollars when an extra when it rains on your <laughs> when it rains on your yoni. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so everyone, I give you Caddy 
the clairvoyant or Christian, if you would like to properly introduce your sister. Hello, everyone. It's the clairvoyant here. Yeah, that's her. So I'm just going to read this normally. I'm not going to put anything into it. Okay, I'm listening. I'm ready. <laughs> Lay it on me. My yoni's open. I'm here to receive. You asked for it. I mean, here I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. This is a message from the Octarians. You are now going quantum in your reality experience. The divine human template is anchored fully into the light warriors who are embodying it, and you're going to be responsible for much more. You are promoted from starseed ambassadors to kings and queens on this earth. All right. Yeah. So um, do, do you want me to comment? What do you, what, do you, what do you want from me, Daniel? I'm here to not only receive, but to give. What do you need? Caddy, I would just like more clarification on what this message means because I know you're plugged in to the Galactic Federation. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're buddies. And so my understanding is that the Galactic Federation, the Galactic Federation, may be above the Arcturians, or that they are a representation of all. So there is a pedestal that they've been placed upon, and waving down to anyone who's just on their own. Exactly, because hierarchies exist in these other hierarchies. You know, we need hierarchies to survive. So, you know. Yeah, you need you need to be better than other people. So I think that the king and queen thing, yeah, that points to that, right? Like we're all gonna be king and queens and we'll probably end up destroying the planet, but it's okay because once we die, we're gonna go to another planet and probably, and probably destroy that one. And so we want to use all the natural resources that it takes to be a king and queen here, all right? Because we're on the cusp of the apocalypse anyway. So, like, the Galactic Federation is coming in. People are, like, to help us to not do this. But I think it's probably, like, if we can all be king and queens, like, again, like, forget the starving children in Africa and forget that there's starving children anywhere else on the planet. Because why do we need to worry about them? We are king and queens. That's what I have to say about them. And how do you feel about that message coming from the Arcturians? What's your read? Um, I think they're all bird brains, um, which is good, right? Like when you see a bird, it might be a sign from the Arcturians coming in and like trying to tell you about what you need in the moment. And so, you know, I think channeling the Galactic Federation and all of those hundreds of thousands of us that are channeling and getting conflicting information, like you have to decide what to do with it because you are your own king or queen, right? And king or queens don't need anyone to tell them what to do. <laughs> Thank you, Caddy. <laughs> oh my God, you get that to some breaking character. It's going to get better. <laughs> Oh my fuck. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. So before we before we move on to the next one, I think it's important for me to also point out that I I do believe that there are these collectives out there. I I do believe in the possibility of a galactic federation, the possibility of it. However, yeah. I personally, me Daniel, and this isn't me speaking from a satire sense right now. I don't see the importance of placing importance. Yeah, the importance of placing importance um, are upon these things because yeah. I feel it's about something bigger outside of yourself, which just takes away from your own personal power. So 
that's I'm not coming at it from place right now of saying this is all a bunch of bullshit. Just the way that it's portrayed sometimes. That's I think the key here is to again going back to what I said, like everyone out there listening, ask the questions. You key in, you connect, you see, listen to people you trust, but be a healthy skeptic here. Ask all the questions. You know, I think that's really setting aside the humor and all of that. You know, I, I'm with you. There's a possibility that these things exist. I think they're aliens. I mean, I don't think. I mean, it's impossible that there's billions of billions of, you know, galaxies in our known and unknown universe. How could there not be other things? There's probably interdimensional travel there's just so much beyond our ability to recognize in these limited forms but i don't know if we need them telling us how to live our lives i mean i i really don't mm-hmm. so okay <laughs> but i'm ready? happy to engage you ready for the next one okay uh, as i'm even Back. reading over these right now i'm thinking why did i not pick more absurd ones <laughs> why, why was i just not going for the cream of the crop. Although one of my favorite ones is coming up. Okay, bring it. I'm here. I'm ready. <laughs> this is a message from Commander Ashtar. The Starseed mm. Revolution has occurred for those who have been willing mm. to take the leap to be outside of their friend zone, outside of their communities. Yeah. And you are going to start being rewarded because you had the balls to exit the Matrix first and start to stand up for what you knew to be true and right while everyone around you was taking the Kool-Aid. Yeah, Commander Ashtar has a big cosmic cup. It's just always like banging down on my my crown chakra. Yeah, my big yoni in the sky. Yeah, so leaving the Matrix, you know, a lot of people talk about it and I don't think they really understand it. It's, you know, leaving all of the peasants behind who are stuck in their ways and think that they need this earth to survive. When really all we need is, you know, to connect to the Commander Ashtars and get our crown chakras really like banged good so that we can also awaken from it. So if you're struggling out there, you can call on the Galactic Federation to send you somebody to help open your crown chakra really wide, just like my yoni. That's what I have to say about that. Do you mind if I ask a follow-up question? Sure. You said that Commander Ashtar put his cosmic rooster on your crown shock. <laughs> yeah. Did I hear you correctly? Yeah. Would it be out of line if I asked how big it is? Oh, well, it's cosmic cock. I mean, it's hard to say. I think it was just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I just know that all of a sudden I, I got dicked down with downloads. How is it different than human rooster? Oh, well, it's etheric, right? So he's on a whole nother dimension and a whole nother thing. So he comes through the interdimensional gateway that's like its own, like Yomi. And like it opens up and like, I don't know, like I just get filled with his cosmic goo. And suddenly I wake up the next morning with messages for the collective because I've been chosen. Are you saying that that's how he spreads his message? Yeah, it's starseed. 
The goo is starseed. Uh, we're starseeds and it's starseed. It's all starseed, right? We are all made of starseed. I just have to lay there and just allow it to happen. I am a receptacle for the ancient wisdom from the Galactic Federation. Do you have to buy him dinner or something? Or No. Why would I buy him dinner? He has to buy me dinner. So what did Commander Ashtar buy you for dinner? Oh, I don't know. We, we haven't gotten that far. He, it's just a booty call at night, right? I wake up with the downloads. He comes in. And in my dreams, I wake up after this astral travel moment. I don't know. And Wolf just presents. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I have words in my head that need to come out. Why do you feel that humans need those messages that are given to you by Commander Ashtar? Because they can't do it by themselves, apparently. How do you know that it's Commander Ashtar? Well, the energy is very specific. It's very strong, very masculine, and very alien. It's funny because I heard that Commander Ashtar was straight up androgynous. Oh, yeah. I think he takes on different forms. Mm. Well, that that's what I heard. So it's the truth because I heard it. Um. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah? So yeah. we're going to go with that narrative now? Absolutely. Take that that's how this works. Mm. It's a free for all. That's what the Galactic Federation really is. Finding your own truth, even if it's psychosis. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> well, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've had a laugh like that in a minute. We were joking there. <laughs> 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 Oh, wow. I'm going to spiritual hell. You asked for it. I did. I did. I did ask for Commander Ashtar to do his thing. Mm -hmm. I couldn't help myself when you brought up Commander Ashtar. I was like, oh, we're going to talk about Commander Ashtar. (laughs) Well, it's Commander Ashtar. Yeah. All right. I've got two more of these. I think it would be funny to put Caddy away for a few minutes. Okay. And let's bring in... Your twenty-three-year-old, juiced up. Your your bro, my bro. Yeah. What up? What up? Hey, so who am I talking to now? Yeah, so uh, I just did some magic mushrooms, had an awakening, realized that like I might be a narcissist. So you know, I became a life coach. Why do you feel that was the right profession for you when you came to the conclusion that you were a narcissist? The mushrooms told me so. What they say? Well, I met this being of like light, like total light, you know, like, I don't know, might be alien, might have been, you know, the sun. I don't know. I just know that I was staring right into it and I almost blinded myself and it just said, I got to help people. And I was like, not helping people because it was helping myself. So I was like, oh, like this is great. So, you know, I started like begging a lot of chicks too. They really loved it. So I was like, oh, I'm helping them. I'm like, you know, sexual healing here. Yeah, all that. It's good. Mm-hmm. I just, I decided I had to like come off my meds too and like just start raw dog in life. Cool. Thank you for being open and honest and vulnerable. Yeah, it's kind of my thing. 
How's it? Does it feel feel good to be open and honest and vulnerable? Are you feeling good about yourself now? Oh, always. Yeah. I mean, anytime I'm not, I just take another another dose. And like my crown chakra pops off and my root chakra too. And then I'm like, God, I gotta go and find somebody to hook up with and heal. Bro, bro, right? That's what we're calling. That's what your name is, bro. Yeah, I go by Guru Bro, Teacher Bro, Coach Bro. I'm down for all of it, bro. I remember you being a little more intense the last time I talked to you. Oh, that was my dad. <laughs> Gee, so what was your dad six when he had you? <laughs> I remember him being a lot more like. Let me tell you something, bro. You know, this is my fucking magic brushing program. I, I did I did some cannabis too. But yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me see. Let me see. We we haven't asked the question yet. Like I have I gotta get fired up. I gotta get fired up. So the cannabis will wear off once I ask the question? Yeah. Well, happens. maybe not ask the question, but make the statement because the questions will come after that. Cause Yeah, because you know, like I gotta know what I'm doing and then like if you if you kind of trigger me, then I'm gonna come at you with some truth. Mm. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. You ever talked to Commander Ashtar? Yeah, but Commander Ashtar, you know, comes at me with like legs open, no dick though. Yeah, cool, bro. All right, bro, you ready, bro? I'm ready. All right, let's man. go. Humanity is waking up to the reality that you have been living in a science fiction fantasy movie and nothing around you is as it appears to be. You are starting to see through the illusion because your supernatural abilities are coming back online. Your God and goddess power is going to be revealed to you. Mm, that's deep. That's some deep stuff right there. It's all coming back online, right? Like we have been under the influence of these psyops, right? Like everyone's coming at us, telling us like, this is the way we should be. Like you, you need to do it this way, but that's just not the way to do it. You got to do it the way that you got to do it. So. Yeah, I'm going to ask up. that we condense time right now. We're going to skip ahead about two hours to when the cannabis is wore off because I think this answer would be better covered from your 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 passion self. Let let's go back to pre mushrooms also before you found yourself. You know that mm. one where when I last spoke with you, you had okay, a program. okay, yeah. But this is kind of hard because I'm not I'm not selling something like that. Life coach was always selling you something, so you want me to come at it from a point like I so I was selling you something in that in that thing. Like I was constantly selling something, so. It from that way, then I have to like turn into the other version of it, which is like buy my course. So here we go. So as it was as it was stated in this fact that I found on this video, okay. where the second half of it is you were starting to see through the illusion because your supernatural abilities are coming back online, your god and goddess power is going to be revealed to you. So the course that you were trying to sell me was the course of accessing your god and goddess power because yeah, exactly. your supernatural abilities are exactly. coming back online. Okay. So sell me that course, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So I totally have this course that's all about this, right? Like we're going to totally get in touch with our inner beingness, whatever shit. We're going to shadow the shit out of this shit. We're going right? to shadow the shit out of it, right? 
That's what we're gonna do. Absolutely. Yeah, That's what we do here. We shadow the shit out of the shit, right? Like we're gonna open our eyes to all the fucking psyops in the world. All the fucking psyops in the world. All of them. That's what we're gonna do. That's what we're here to do, right? We're here to like just open our eyes, open our fucking third eyes, decalcify that fucking pineal again, and we're gonna fucking help each other. Not really, but kind of, because you know, you gotta do it, I gotta do it. I can't really help you. All I can do is just fucking ask you to pay me three thousand dollars for my course. But let me tell you, by the end of the course, you're going to have a decalcified fucking pineal gland, okay? It's going to be all nice and squishy and gooey. That third eye is going to be popping open, and you're going to be popping some pussy. Because that's how this works. How? What does your course look like, bro? Oh, well, yeah, like, so, like, you show up, and, like, I tell you shit, because that's how this goes. Like I've learned so much from like all my trips and and like going around the globe and like talking to gurus that like I really just did on Instagram. But like, you know, like I just, we just talk. We just, I go in there and we're like, you take some mushrooms, you do some trips, you know, you smoke a little cannabis. We lay out in the jungle, you know, cause it's gonna be in Costa Rica. Cause it's always gotta be our Bali. Like, that's the only two places I can do this, right? We're going to meditate some, and then I just kind of guide you through, right? Like, I just ask you really important questions that help you leave the matrix. And, like, one of them is, how do you want to leave the matrix? How do you think you should leave the matrix? That's that's, that's a type of question that we're going to ask. And how is that going to help me access my god or goddess power? Because we're going to reach into your pineal gland. We're going to chisel away at the pineal gland. That's what we're going to do. How? Wouldn't that kill me if you open that thing up? Sounds like a lobotomy. No, no. What's the it, No, no. It's called like a, a what is it? Called? Like a metaphor. Yeah. Like it's, it's like poetry, dude. That's what it's like. So you're going to decalcify my pineal gland with a metaphor? Exactly. Isn't that deep? I'm <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I'm I'm having some trouble understanding why I would pay you $3,000 to give me a metaphor. Well, cuz you're going to meditate on the metaphor in the meta version of the jungle that we're going to be in. It's all meta. It's all meta. Everything's meta. So thank you very much <laughs> for coming on Time with Spirituality. And uh, you can kiss my ass, bro. And and thank you. Thank you for also making us male practitioners look good. I really appreciate thank it, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it, too. All right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's not as practiced. I need to do more of him. But I did like the meta metaphor. There's another part that was pretty funny. Whatever. There we go. He's still the best. You ready for the, the encore with, with Caddy? Is it the encore or the finale? I guess it is the finale, yeah. The finale with the encore. I don't have an encore lined up then, so we'll maybe, maybe I'll bust out a voice. All right, let <laughs> maybe me go that'll get be her. the encore. Let me go get T. Hold on. All, All right. right. I'm ready. Lay so what were you me. doing while I was talking to bro? I was listening about how important it is to decalcify that pineal gland so you can open up your third eye and see the world what it really is so that you can leave the matrix because that's what it's all about so for the finale we have my favorite of the videos 
which is a video that I actually did a dramatic reading of in episode 20 of Timeless Spirituality, and that episode was Karmic Relationships. Added some sound effects in. It was pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Caddy, give me all you got for this one, okay? Okay. All right. I believe this was the first video that I came across also for this account. The video that made me fall in love with this account. Hit me with it. It's the best one. I'm ready. Twin flames are coming together sexually in the earth realm in Mm -hmm. upgrading the crystal grid. This means that the earth will start to rise in its vibration as a result of these divine counterparts coming together and having intimacy with each other. This will awaken the counterparts. It will also transform and awaken anyone who walks across the crystalline grid Mm. in the area that the twins were intimate. Mm. Yeah. What, what, What does that even mean? I think you're the perfect person to explain this to me because I don't know what the hell it even means. So, like, as far as what I've learned, like, the whole planet has, like, these crystals, right? And certain places that create the grids. That's that's what I've learned. And if you go and bang on these crystals, like, with your twin flame, it, like, helps to actualize them because you know that that root chakra energy is so powerful so you've got to get with your twin flame and twerk on them and maybe twerk together i don't know but probably at least one of you twerking on the other to kind of bang out that cosmic energy that we all need right now to balance our chakras and to elevate the planet by banging in the crystal grid. Yeah, something like that. So if I understood you correctly, because I'm still trying to make sense out of this message, mm-hmm. it's about fornicating yeah. on certain crystalline grids across the earth. Exactly. And, and that uplifts the vibration of the earth, Mother Gaia, because twin flames coming together because they hold a resonance with each other as opposed to if it was just some random Joe Schmo off the street. Exactly. They're better than everybody else because oh. they found their other half and everyone else is wandering around thinking that, you know, they're alone because they really are because their twin flame is probably, you know, born in Czechoslovakia and the other ones are, the other one's born in New York and they can't get together. And because, you know, that's what the universe does. They, it makes things very challenging for us. But that's changing, right? Because the person from New York might go to Prague and like meet that person. And, and because they need to go and, and get together on the crystal grid there. Cool. Yeah. You know, it, it's all about getting the energy that you need to get what you want that's what it's all about because remember we're king and queens here it's all about getting yours what happens if my twin flame doesn't want anything to do with me oh well you know that's when you have to be patient like do the law of attraction or something cast a spell do all the things pray to commander commander ashtar and ask him to bring you together. One of these other videos told me that 
my twin flame would ghost me because they love me that much. Mm, yeah, it happens. How do you feel yeah. about that? Yeah, so what you want to do then is you want to become a medium so you can talk to that ghost. <laughs> this is about to take a really dark turn. <laughs> really dark turn. You know what I'm thinking, don't you? Or are you hire a medium? Then we can help you, like someone like me. What else you got for me? <laughs> why Why would they be a ghost? Oh, well, it happens. There might be a ghost. But if they ghosted you, then what you do is you have to tune into their energy and go speak to their higher self. And as their higher self, to, you know, kick them in the nuts. So in a spiritual way so that they will come back to you now if they are a ghost then you can invite them into your life if they're in the spirit realm and you know go on to the astral plane and then it doesn't matter where you are because then you can just travel the crystal grid to wherever you need to go through the astral plane and so if you need to go to stonehenge and you know bang on the stones um, because they're good and hard, right? And they're full of energy. And you want to do this like on the solstice, right? Or the equinox. That's like, I can't remember, but you got to go to certain places at certain times. Lionsgate portal. Exactly. There you mm -hmm. go. Yeah. You know, bring up all that courage. On August 32nd. Exactly. You know, exactly. And so that's what you want to do. And um, yeah, so... There's lots you can do here. You have lots of resources. There's lots of us that are channeling all this information for you. So there it is. Well, thank you. You've been very helpful. Thank you so much for coming in and being a guest on Timeless Spirituality today, Caddy. Thank you for having me be here. May I say, I, I love what you've done with your hair. Oh, well, this really isn't my hair. <laughs> this is just the preconditioning. Mm. So, yeah. Caddy, how do you feel about past life regressionists? They're hot. Yeah? Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> well, they help you dig deep, like really go deep into your past life, maybe yonis or backup yonis, and help you cleanse out your, your yoni soul. Yeah. So you can move forward with a clear sense of who you are. Yeah. It's not quite the terminology I would use, but <laughs> thank you for your insight on that one. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. Mm. Glad to help. Cool. Thank you. Absolutely. Anytime. Can I have your brother back now? Sure. Take care, everyone. This is T signing off. Namaste. I'm back. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> you got me on a day that I'm a little sleepy. Like I said, it's maybe not as fiery, but I mean, God, I laughed. Like, yeah, holding that in was hard sometimes. Yeah, that Commander Ashtar thing. You're welcome. I should have seen that one coming. I, I had no idea you were going to take it there. How could you not know? I honestly, I should have known because 
when I think of uh, Caddy, <laughs> I just I think of the Yoni stuff. I don't associate Caddy with the Commander Ashtar. Well, because we've we've never really talked about it in that intimate way. So mm. you ask, you're really good at asking those deep questions. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, so I guess for the encore, I'll bust one out now. Let me uh, I'll get a breath mint just to wake myself up a bit. That, that was pretty funny. Okay, so Daniel here, the past life regressionist, host of Timeless Spirituality. One of my pet peeves when it comes to spiritual practitioners who are quote unquote or quote unquote influencers in their space is when they present themselves in a different way, depending on what they're doing. Mm. What I'm specifically thinking of is changes in their speech patterns. Mm. They will talk normal in some of videos when they're just conveying something, but then when they want to take on their guru energy, they will start to tilt their head and speak like this and furl their brows just so they can come across as more enlightened because they talk like this what did we call isn't there a name for that didn't we decide there's a name for that there is a name for that ash would know you interviewed ash ash knows the term we should ask her you should i'm gonna have Ash back on but yeah but yeah that's uh, again red flags right red flags Mm -hmm. so there's one account i'm thinking of in particular i'm gonna give a shout out to my friend yasmin right now because yasmin and i always send these videos we're so bad we're so bad i'm here for it we send these videos back and forth to each other whenever this person posts stuff and they they post stuff about ridiculous shit well i mean stuff that i think is ridiculous it's not necessarily ridiculous but it's like who who are you kidding who are you trying to fool here yeah the one that really also gets me with these types of people and i'm saying these specifically is (laughs) when when they film themselves meditating, especially when they're holding the phone. Yeah. That's the one that gets me. And what I send to Yasmin is I say, you think she knows she's filming herself right now? <laughs> <laughs> or of the, again, absurdity behind it. Mm-hmm. The, the, the dissonance between the irony between I'm meditating while holding a phone. Right. Because are you really meditating? If you're holding a phone, are you putting up a front and trying to appear to be a certain way? Well, we know the answer to that. Well, I have my beliefs. I don't know. Oh, see what I did there? Well, yeah. Yeah. My favorite is the crying, too. I mean, yeah, that was I've <laughs> cried once on social media, and it was because I almost died. I mean, literally. Mm-hmm. And I needed surgery, and I needed support to pay for it. And it was life or death. And um, people came to my rescue. People sent me Reiki, which I think, by the way, I healed incredibly fast. But, you know, and it was funny. I said, I will never go on social media and cry unless I'm on death's door. And I was. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, like, I had to go on there and say that. It was years ago. I didn't even do a post. I did a story. And the story was enough, you know, to get enough people's, you know, to support me. And it was, I was, I mean, still to this day, immensely grateful that people showed up and I had like half the following I have now and you know but it it really floors me when people go on there and and have you know the the 
however you want to call it, the the contrived vulnerability. I think that's, and then something that people are calling out now, you know, like, you know, so I think all these things is funny where we're headed with this. I feel like even you mentioning that, like all the things, like look for the contrived vulnerability, look for the, look how I'm meditating, look how I'm doing these things, you know? You're kind of waking up at 3.30 in the morning to do my seven hour morning routine. Right, exactly, you know? Um, or at least pretending to anyway. I think it's just such value and, and to look at it. And this is where right now my big philosophy is show your work. You know, um, I, I, I've used a lot of examples from my life in, because I value being transparent. And I got nervous early on doing it because I thought, well, maybe they think that this reading is about me. It's about them. But I was like, oh, I've experienced this. I would, you know, clients would find me that had been through or were going through something similar. So I was like, oh, this is what I learned. So I'm going to say this is what I went through. And I found it over the years that a lot of people would say thank you for sharing that because I came across as human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas a lot of these people don't. They come across as a very manufactured um kind of way and this pretension i mean the pretentiousness mm-hmm. oh my god and you and i've talked about that before you know that's my word for it i'm, I'm just over the pretentiousness of the of the community i mean again the gatekeepers and and again the rightness mm-hmm. so but yeah so the voice inflection things yeah all of it so i guess i'll do an amalgamation of many of these people although Specifically focusing on, well, first off, the person who gave us a plethora yeah. of material for today. Although it's it's a shame because no one can see the hand gestures that I'm going to do because this person will just fucking throw their arms up and wave it. Well, not their arms, but one hand and wave yeah. at a certain point, like, you know, to the sky. like Light codes. They're activating the light codes. <laughs> so no one will be able to see that. So I'll try to be more emphatic <laughs> with my voice. And then the other person who... It's just, it's amazing when you see them talking regular. Yeah. Regularly. Yeah. So I guess I'm about to see how difficult it is because I, I, I didn't prepare anything. <laughs> so you're going to improv it? I'm here for it. Yeah. Well, you know, spiritual Silly satire is it's not my profession. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. So I'll just, I'll be ostracized in my, in my field. That's fine. Whatever. It's cool. I'm having fun talking to my buddy. All right. So, Christian, let me tell you why you need to work with me. Do you know the difference between peanut butter and sunflower seed butter? Enlighten me. Do you know the difference? I'm asking you because I'm putting the onus on you because I'm about to make a very bullshit profound statement. Peanut butter is made from peanuts and sunflower is made from sunflowers. But where? Do the peanuts and sunflowers come from? Mm, I live in Virginia, so a lot of peanuts are coming from there. But where? Because Virginia is just a name of the land. Oh, I don't know. Enlighten me. Let me ask you a question. (laughs) Have you ever been on the baseball field and taken your hand after you washed it, of course, with antibacterial soap which is horrible for your hands. Have you ever eaten the sunflower seeds? Yes. And how did it make you feel? Good. 
But really, how did it make you feel with the resounding silence of the earth? Like I was being nourished. But what does nourishment feel to your 3D body? Mm, like self-care. And what is the care of the self? Me nourishing myself. You're not really giving me a lot to work with here. <laughs> All right. Um, you want some deep answers, but I'm the client, right? So you're supposed to be giving me the deep answers. <laughs> But I am just the one that has all the answers. They are in me. But in order to access them, you need to ask the right questions. Mm. So should I say, how does it nourish me? What is the care of the self? I'm sorry. That is enough time for today. For our 42-minute <laughs> session that I charged you $1,100 and $11... 11 Eleven hundred or one thousand one hundred and eleven dollars for forty-two minutes. Okay, probably because you're eating all the sunflower seeds. I drink green juice with mushrooms, hopefully ground into the green juice, which gives yeah. it a bit of a white visualization. Got it. Yes. Good. Well, thank you for our session today. What Maybe. did you learn from me? Nothing, but isn't that the whole point of spiritual teachings is it all points to the emptiness and the futility of life? Jesus, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> that was a good flourish. <laughs> You're welcome. Now I know how some psychics probably feel. when, Because what I've heard from psychics is sometimes it's very difficult to do a reading with someone if they're very closed off and they're not yeah. giving you much to work with. <laughs> and Grant, I'm not a psychic, so I never do any readings like that. But I'm sure that's how they must feel when, <laughs> when the person is just giving them nothing. Come on, dude. I was getting a good character going there, man. Come on, bro. I thought that was good. I thought I thought I was supposed to play the kind of like, I don't know character. You're the motherfucker who paid me $1,111 for 42 minutes of my time. That's my point. So I'm coming to you to give me answers. Well, <laughs> and so I keep asking you the question and you're not answering my questions. Okay, maybe that did go down how it was supposed to. I don't know. I thought that was how it was supposed to go. I thought someone who pays that much would be more emphatic about it. Oh, no. I mean, so many of my clients are not emphatic at all. They want me to give them the answers. Well, they're not paying you $1,111 for a reading. No, but they're still paying me $100. Yeah. And most of the time, you know, I think that's how these coaching things go is that what I'm noticing is like they show up and the client is a deer in the headlights. Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, because that's what, you know, I, I think and I, I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. I thought it, you asked all the silly questions and you kept wanting me to go deeper. And I was like, uh, I'm like confused. <laughs> <laughs> um let me ask you the questions again let me ask myself the questions that you just asked me like because that's what it comes down to is the word salad right and then me yeah. going like what's what it, what yeah. the hell is what is this any of this mean like what do you mean peanut and sunflower yeah that's my that's point like for, yeah well, that's exactly it. Like, you know, and me like being like, hey, this person is supposed to be an authority. So they must have wisdom. We must be going somewhere. And then it goes absolutely nowhere. 
Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's I think it I think it worked. I think you I think everyone's gonna be into completely entertained by this. They're gonna be like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I mean it's it's silly, it's goofy, it's serious, it it, it touches on all the things. This is really improvised. <laughs> Except well, for exactly. me coming up with the uh the transcription for those four things, we improvise this whole thing. Well, and like I said, you caught me on a day where being emphatic at 8.40 p.m. is not the best well, thing. It's, it's 5.40 been... p.m. for me. And, uh, well, and it's been raining all day, and I literally have well, not showered Well, it's not raining yet. here, and I'm the center of the fucking universe. <laughs> if you're a spiritual life coach, then that's true. <laughs> so I, I think there's one other thing to touch on there that you brought up, which was authority. Oh, and yeah. I feel personally that is really important to present yourself as you are so i present myself as a past life regressionist who has been doing this since 2016 not a past life regressionist that started in 2014 or past life regressionist that started in 2017 yeah i'm a past life regressionist who presented or sorry who started in 2016 and that's how i present myself that doesn't make me an authority because i've been doing it longer than someone who started two years after me it mm-hmm. doesn't make me less than necessarily because there's someone who started two years before me. Yeah, It just means that's where I am in my journey, but yeah. I'm not the authority in this. I'm just a dude who's been doing this for a couple of years. Yeah, I think the whole guru, teacher, even possibly yogi, although that one doesn't hold as much charge as the other ones, or spiritual teacher or life coach or any of those things. I never like the word coach, by the way. Although my clients will tell you I coach in there but i feel like there needs to be a better word um i like the word reminder because i feel like we all ultimately hold the information and people that come to us for our work it's already it's already there Mm -hmm. all we're doing is just pointing toward it yeah and so it's like buddha had talked about you know you point finger at the moon and you're looking at both but you're it's neither really you know at the same time until you experience it so really it's about looking at in your case past experience maybe how it's you know led us to today and what it's done mm-hmm. um for me it's mostly where are you a little bit how you got there what's maybe preventing the expression from coming to the surface and then moving forward authority is something i talk a lot about i don't talk as much about on my feed right now but you know i've written a lot about it i have a book that'll eventually come out we'll talk about it And that's what this comes down to. And this really what I think I want to expose and some of the other people is the platform or the soapbox that a lot of people stand on. But again, we look at religions throughout history. Um, When Buddha showed up on the scene, you know, the Hindu priests, the I think Brahmins is what they were called, where, you know, you had to go to them and pay money to connect with, you know, God or whatever. And same happened in Judaism, right? You had to go to the priests, you know, to perform the sacrifice and all that stuff. And Christ showed up. So I think when when the the the, the people, and I don't think there's one spiritual teacher now, there's a lot of these people out there who who do have good information. You just gotta be discerning, right? I would say anyone who talks about Galactic Federation, you probably wanna be aware of because it's a narrative. It's somebody else's truth that is not very grounded in experience. Right. You can't take that information and really, you know, 
understand it on an experiential level, but you can take experience where you say, Hey, try this, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even you're like, look at how these past lives, look at these narratives of past life. And again, extract the metaphor even and go, mm-hmm. how can I carry it forward? Exactly. You know? And, and I, I think that's really what is separate certain people from other people in this community but again to expose it to go back to the original thing of spiritual satire you know expose it for what it is by coming at it from a different way from sideways i think is of great value i think that's a good place to end it agreed so where can everyone reach you uh, Instagram, The Country Clairvoyant, my website, The Country Clairvoyant, or Christian B. West. You can Google me, Christian Bradley West. I'll pop up on a bunch of things at Google because I've been doing some things for a minute. Twitter, Christian B. West. Yeah, I'm pretty accessible. So I'm, I, I make myself a value being available. So I make myself available. Well, thank you so much for coming on for this very juicy episode. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed every moment of it. You're very welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, that was fun. Fellow time travelers, your journey through time awaits you. Just want to thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. And if you're interested in discovering who, when, and where you have been throughout time, you'd like to book a session with me, just go ahead and send me a message on Instagram at The Past Life Regressionist, or you can reach me through my website, yourpastliferegressionist.com.